one of the many mystics we studied, I think it was Rumi who said, you know, whatever you seek is seeking you. And and I think that that's really true about this. And if you're if if you're seeking, you know, this this could be part of what is seeking you. And to say yes, um, you know, could could be the mo one of the more important decisions you ever make in your life um, for you, right? Which is even the greater gift, right? You get to make this decision for you. When I first thought about it, I thought, am I enough? And I, I would say, yes, yes, you are enough. Take the risk. Take the risk for you because it is a chance to become more authentic with yourself, authentic in relationships with people that you care the most about, and also a way to walk in the world that you are maybe a little more confident about yourself. Welcome to Awakening Lives, a podcast of the Spirituality Network. We seek to cultivate the awakened life through contemplative living and action. Today, we are talking about the WellStreams program, and I have several guests with us today that are experiencing or have experienced WellStreams, and we want to talk to you about it today. Uh, first up, uh, my guest and uh, co-worker, Amanda Cushing, who uh, you may recall from our very first podcast on Awakening. Amanda, what would you like to say to introduce yourself? Well, first, just thank you for taking the time to do this with us. And um, I'm excited to um, share the word about what well streams might be for folks who are considering coming in to our, our next cohort. Wonderful. Thank you. Chase, tell us about yourself. Hi, I um, am in the program right now and finished the first year about halfway through the second year. And I'm excited to hear different perspectives of um, those who have gone through the program and to um, spread the word about how wonderful Wellstreams has been. Thank you, Jace. Michael, tell us about yourself. Um, thanks, Alejandro. Uh, like Jace, I'm in this uh, the current class and about a year and a half into it. Um, I, I think for this experience, for those listening and even for the, the four of us, I'm just grateful to be able to share a little bit about what it's meant to me, um, what it could mean to another person who, who could be considering this and um, um, and 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 provide some contacts for everybody. So I, I hope I hope that becomes part of the I hope that would be an outcome for everyone who is who's listening as well as for us. That's wonderful. Thank you, Michael. So why don't we start with perhaps the most basic question? What drew you to consider well streams in the first place? Well I this is Jace and um I wanted to learn more about the spiritual experiences. Um, I was be that I was becoming more in touch with as I was meeting with my own spiritual director. And I think becoming is an important word there because 
I was actually on the threshold of becoming myself. I just felt like there was more, there was something else that um, I could do to experience that. And when this opportunity became available, um, I I took the plunge and said, I'm, I'm gonna try that. I so appreciate that, uh, Jace, about becoming yourself. I think the, uh, the thing that uh, was most significant for me was really about embracing authenticity. And uh, that has been uh, the Wellstream's experience was such a, a catalyst for me to be my authentic self. And uh, I didn't know that at the beginning, uh, but I'm really grateful for it now. Michael, what about you? What uh, drew you into Wellstream? Yeah. Um, I've been in spiritual direction for about four years and, and I, I entered probably during the COVID years. And, and for me, it was a, um, a real seeking that I had from a, from a, a, a spirituality that something I couldn't really put words around that I needed something. And just through some, some friends, I was, um, I was connected with you, Alejandro, and, and been able to really see kind of my own inner journey as that has unfolded for me and then maybe how that has shown up, how I live. And I, I can't say, you know, I, you know, I wish I could say I'm so dramatically different. Uh, yet I wouldn't say that, but I would say I, I, I know myself more than I did. And, I, you know, I, I say this, and this is what I say about spiritual direction for me, it's really a love story. And a, not a romantic love story, but a love story of getting to know yourself. Um, you know, the, the 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 light as well as the things that maybe you're not so proud of. Um, and coming to peace with that and in that peace is really the love story, which has, for me has been really powerful. That's a beautiful way to frame that. I love that. Thanks, Michael. So, you know, you both talked about kind of some inner work or some personal journey, but this isn't done on your own. This is done very much in community. So can we talk a little bit for a moment about the the sense of community that you've experienced with your your fellow classmates? Yeah, maybe I'll I'll jump in first. So I'm the only guy in the program. Uh and at first it's easy to see the differences um and to make judgments about those. What I would say about the community is the more time you spend with people who are different, for me, the more I've come to know how much more we have in common. And that that really surprised me um, to the extent we're more alike than not. And, and now I see that in a broader sense, well beyond just our community, but just in, in everyday life, that there's ways to find connection if I'm willing. And um, and I think that that that's a big part of the program for me and the community that that we built, and it's a really amazing group of people. Um, that uh, if you're looking to be part of something and feel safe and encouraged and challenged, it doesn't get any better. So let let me follow up for a second on that, Michael, because those uh, words like safe don't just happen. What about the way the program was structured invited you into community that uh, 
maybe some people might be hesitant to do? I think it's the blend of you you get you get met where you're at. So if you're willing to share, share. If you're not, you don't have to. Um, and I think the more you spend time with with your classmates, your cohort, you just it, it just is it happens, right? There's not you can call it a mystery, you can call it a gift. It's all the above, and it just happens. And you may not be close with everybody, um, but there's a closeness with everybody. But there are particular, you know, really intimate relationships you have with others uh, that I think give that give that sense of I'm okay, I belong, and you know, I can I can be me. So we can, again, as we're trying to become who we are or recognize our authenticity, it just it's kind of built in with the fabric of the leaderships with Amanda um, and Sharon. Um, and I, I think all the participants, I would say the same thing of them, that it's just, it's just who they are. Thank you. Thank you. So Jace, what, what does this sense of community mean to you? And, and perhaps why is that important in this program? Mm -hmm. When we first came together, we were all strangers and uh, we sort of met in this common place coming from, you know, many different um, life situations. And I think um, as we began reading and as we began sharing um, our, our own values, our, um, listening to others intently, I think that helped to develop uh, a, a more of a closeness, of an openness. And then um, we were invited to um, talk about a transformational time in our lives. And I think that led to what uh, Michael was saying about we are we do have more in common than we are different and we could build on that empathy that we were already experiencing and some of the people in the group are almost more of my family than my family <laughs> And uh, I just really appreciate being able to share with them whatever comes up. And I know that that is going to be held by them. I know that I can talk about my own spiritual experience and that it's going to be um, affirmed as um, an important part of me. Um, so it's been a, a wonderful experience of being together and being able to talk to people that we actually um, can communicate together and understand and accept each other. And I imagine that that sense of community is so important when you're thinking about doing that inner work of gaining greater self-awareness and uh, as you're thinking about different 
manifestations of God and how we see God or the divine, that sense of community has got to be pretty important to now allow you to kind of step in bravely into conversations that we might otherwise be hesitant to do. I, I would I would say here too um, the thing that that I'm hearing the thread relates to my experience a million years ago <laughs> when I was in the very first class of Well Streams. It wasn't a million years ago. It was 1996, so it's been a while, and um, it it was a slightly different. Um, version of what we do now. I mean, it's evolved through the years. And that experience of being able to ask questions and to risk letting my heart be seen just a little bit in this, you know, room full of people. They're all about the same thing, but they're all very different people. Um, that was so important to me that I did not feel judged or like my questions were ridiculous. How could you not know that? There was none of that. And so there that, that helped foster my ability to just show up, take in what I what I could and um and to risk sharing the things that were coming to me. And that is a really powerful thing. We don't get that a lot in other places. No, we don't. Culture. No. So um, what were some of the ways that uh, you discovered greater self-knowledge or your expanded understanding of God, of contemplative living? Uh, what what were some of the things that uh, were touched in you relating to those things? How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I really learned to lean in to curiosity and the beauty of the unknown. I didn't have to know everything, and that was okay. Um, when I first went in, I felt like, oh, I, I don't know as much as everybody else, or am I going to look stupid, or, you know, um, and I just found that I have the same questions that a lot of other people have, and they, people, the people that I share this with in my class are also curious, and uh, they are very respectful to listen. And also, I learn a lot from them. Um, so listening for me is important, too. Um, I learned about the mystics, which I didn't know anything about. Uh, and I feel like that has provided a foundation for me that I can go back to. And it's provided um, sort of like a map of how I can look at spiritual development and the deepening of spirituality. And I also felt like uh, I would like to um, 
reiterate what Amanda had to say about uh, questioning. I'm sort of a skeptical person. And so I have a lot of questions. Um, and all of my questions have been uh, accepted. And um, I felt the freedom to explore for myself and not accepting something that someone else was um, putting out there, but testing it for myself. Is, is this life-giving for me? And being able to let go of things that I may have held that were not life-giving. And that's the kind of self, um, self-knowledge and self-exploring that has been really valuable for me. And, and can I ask, Jace, how has that been transferred externally for you? You're, that is all stuff that's happening internally. What's what's the result of that? I have found myself being able to be more curious about where others are in their spiritual journey, to uh, wonder with them what would this be like? How is it for you? And feeling like I I can journey that with them and I don't have to have any preconception. I can just be authentically curious and just wander with them. And that has been a gift that... Um, I, I probably would have done things. I probably have done things differently. Mm, nice. Thank you. Michael, how about for you? Um, <clears throat> I would say I, I like it. I like it when people hit the ball back. I don't like it when someone holds on to the ball and then tells me about the ball. Like, <laughs> hit the ball back. You know, let's play a little bit. And, and I think that's what uh, spiritual direction is more like that in the curiosity and the, and the, the back and forth, not in the, you know, and, and again, one of the great things of none of this is about trying to change, fix, control, manipulate me. It's, it's for me to get to know me, for me to get to know you, for us to get to know one another, not, you know, to maybe what we have in common, maybe what we don't have in common and, and that's okay. Right. We just get to know each other. And, you know, and the other thing, what what I've liked about it is I have, you know, we all grow up with usually a version of God from what we were given as kids. And um, I like that it's so much more expansive listening to other people and another, you know, how people have journeyed on their own path. And again, I would say one of the great things that I've received is that, you know, my relationship with God is not a problem to be fixed, nor am I a problem to be fixed. That really we have, we are works of art that are evolving and we are canvases and, and yeah, that can feel a little out of control. And maybe it is at times, you know, but that doesn't mean it's still not held and loved. It's just, we don't always know. And that's okay. So, uh, you know, when listening to both of you, I, I was reflecting back on, how I was when I came into Wellstreams. I think I was very sure about a lot of things. 
And I recognized that perhaps I shouldn't have been as sure as I thought I was. And I could hold things a lot more gently and more openly. And that my, my view and definition of God just kind of exploded from out of the box that I put God in. Is that, are you having the same kind of experience or have you had that experience or how has it been different for you? I I, I would just like to um, lift up, you know, that Jace used the word curiosity. When you come in with that certitude that Alejandro's describing and uh, so much of our lives, we feel like we have to be certain and we can't waver. We have to be clear cut. Um, but that invitation to begin considering, we don't try to in any way put any particular um, thought or doctrine or you know way to live your life. We we don't do that. We don't put that on people. We invite people to discover what is it that resonates for them. And that's one of the biggest places that we come in with this certainty because we uh, have been taught you don't question your faith. You, you're taught this, you live it, you take it on. Now, as you mature, there might be some movement there, but having a safe place to just say, okay, I, I was taught this and I believe this. Let me just explore what that really means for me. And very often it can deepen one's understanding and sense of faith. And sometimes some of those old, as Jay said, less life-giving things that we take on, we can hold more loosely or let them slide through, you know? So um, that, that freedom to be curious and to wonder comes from we don't put that expectation that you have to believe or do or think or pray any particular way which is a beautiful gift and, and can be really scary mm -hmm. yeah say say more about that michael well because you don't know right so now you have to go into the unknown and maybe learn it firsthand or or, or not when and you know, there's things that come with that of loyalty, like loyalty to family, religion, like this is the way it's supposed to be. This is who I'm supposed to be and or how it's supposed to be. And and there's a there's a sense of risk of saying, mm, no, that that that's not right. And and maybe not even have the words to be able to express it when someone wants to well, tell me why. And you have to and it's supposed to be an analytical, you know you know, conversation, it's like, I, I can't tell you other than it doesn't feel right. You know, that's not really a great acceptable answer a lot of times, but it's the truth. Yeah, yeah. And learning to trust what you feel. And again, to hold that loosely, because that will also evolve. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And to honor the mystery and uh, be comfortable with it too. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I've thought about this idea of God in the box, and I, I really think it's me in the box. 
God, I can't, I'm not that good to put God in a box. I hope I never am. Uh, but I think I've been in the box and I think my box has expanded, which I'm grateful for. Nice. So I'm curious, um, as you think back to your experience in the first two semesters of uh, Wellstreams, what what really stands out as most meaningful for you? I'll, I'll jump in because Jace already mentioned it. When, when we were sharing our transformation stories, like there's a lot that, that's that's meaningful, but those were very particular to me because they're very tender, intimate, often painful stories. Um, and I just remember sharing my own, getting emotional and, and you know, almost, I would say I was afraid. I was afraid of some of the stuff I was sharing. I was afraid of what people would think. Uh, and I you know, it's funny how transformation stories continue to transform. Mm -hmm. You know, the the um, the sensitivity of the group, the the way they held what I shared, the way they held me when when I felt like I was falling apart, uh, and afterwards with some of the emails and just things that were shared with me, I was like, I I was great. I was like, boy, that's why you take these risks, and that you know because you just never know. And, um, and again, I think it's an affirmation to the community and, and the people that are in the program. Wow, that's beautiful, Michael. I want to just uh, step in here for those who might not know what we mean when we say our transformation stories. Um, it, it, during the first um, several weeks, first months of the program, we're looking at a variety of uh, ways that spiritual deepening, awakening transforms us. And it's been going on all our lives. We just aren't always necessarily conscious of it. And um, so we invite the participants to share one particular thing that, that they feel comfortable enough to share that was a moment they can look back on and say, this was a major shift for me in my life towards being more free, more grounded, um, and exploring that. So that's what we mean when we say the transformation story. So thank you so much for that, Michael. So Amanda, would you also um, clarify, you know, we, we keep talking about spiritual or spirituality, <laughs> How, how do you view those two words? Because uh, I, I think there might be a tendency to see them at, in a very limited boxing secular off from spiritual. How, how do you view that? Um, it, it's one of those um, hard to articulate things because you'll hear so many different um, versions of what spirituality is for me. It is that growing awareness, maybe it's not growing, but any awareness that I have, that there is meaning and beauty accessible, and it is beyond me as well. So it's that, um, I often talk about it's the flow of love 
we could say it's the flow of love from God through humanity, through creation. Or we might say it's that sense that there is definitely more than I can touch or uh, quantify about life. There's something ephemeral there that we can't quite get our hands on. So that's that's where I go with the idea of spirituality. And it could be expressed through religion. It might not be expressed through religion. I think it's more than any one particular perspective. Thank you. Thank you. So, Jace, what was most meaningful for you in that first-year experience? I was thinking about that, and I, it was really hard for me to pick out one particular thing because each topic seemed to build on the other. And as I thought about it, I thought the whole year sort of came together for me as um, something more holistic and not just for me, but also for like everything around me. It, it gradually um, changed. Well, not, not exactly changed, but maybe formed um, my thinking into um, maybe that more contemplative uh, walk in life. And so I, I didn't really pick out one specific thing. I mean, I did love the mystics. And I do go back to that every once in a while. And I um, look through um, what they have to say. But that whole, that whole feeling of that year sort of came together. Um, and I use that every day. Amanda, maybe this is another point for clarification. I, Jace had mentioned this, and I had not been aware of the mystics before I went through Wellstreams. Can you, can you say about who they are and why they're considered mystics? Truly, we are all mystics. And yet there are those throughout history who have had um, the beautiful gift of being able to articulate their mystical experience and, and mystical mystery connected words. It's again, it's very difficult to articulate, but it is that greater sense of the presence, the activity of God in your life. And whatever language you use for that, um, it, it's many of the mystics articulate their moments of union. They have an experience of feeling at one with everything. And they 
try very, very hard to explain that to us, what that was like and how we might also consider that we could be open to these experiences. Um, you know, most of us don't go around feeling like we're in ecstatic union, but um, we all have that capacity. And the mystics invite us to consider, and they come at it from a lot of different ways. You know, there are the Rhineland mystics, um, you know, the late Middle Ages, who were very connected to the earth and nature. And they invite us to recognize the beauty, the love that flows through all of the natural world. Um, later um, mystics were more um, perhaps intellectual, you know, through their learning, they were invited to something deeper. Um, but we have, they're all around us. They're not just ancient. <laughs> and I hope that's okay. You know, if you can consider that for yourself, it does allow you um, to see through uh, a broader lens so that you can be open to that presence and activity of God. Yeah. Michael, what uh, topics were uh, particularly important for you? Um, we start, I mean, there was the mystics, it was some Richard Rohr non-dualism and uh, discernment. We did the Enneagram. Uh, I enjoy the Enneagram. I, I kind of like personality tests, so I'm kind of drawn to it. Uh, but I like the the layers of it that that um, you know, and and Barb who, who taught it did, did a wonderful job. But there's just so much, there's so much depth to all of us. I mean, it's it's unending, and to have different kind of people or resources to to. Um, to accompany you to go deeper is I think a big part of the program. Thank you. And so what might've been challenging for any of you in the program? Uh, where did you notice resistance that you had to deal with and, and how did you deal with it? Well, there's, there's a lot of reading to do. Um, and I'm a thinker. I learned that. Uh, through the Enneagram. So the processing wasn't necessarily the reading, but the processing of everything that I was learning. Um, I, I felt like I had to um, think about <laughs> uh, my time that I was putting into it because I, um, I really wanted to think about it. I wanted to get more into it. And I had to trust that what I was learning and what I was retaining was actually what I needed to know. And once I got to that point, it was a whole lot easier than uh, me trying to just think, think, think. I appreciate that so much, Jace, because I felt so overwhelmed with the reading and I thought I'm never keep keeping up and I'm never 
incorporating everything that I need to know here, but uh, the freedom to accept that what I needed to get, I would get, and I can come back and get some other things later on was uh, a real, real gift to me. My predecessor often said, you, you just catch what you can catch now. It'll come back around at some point. And, you know, you'll pick up the rest of it at some point. So I, I always loved that um, that invitation to be gentle with yourself with what you can do what and explore what resonates with you. Michael, what was challenging for you? I think it's that desire to get it right. And maybe that's a little bit about what Jay said, but just, you know, to do it right, to, to be a good student, right? And, uh, you know, pass, right? Even though there's no examinations, right? There's there's reflection and there's writing, which I really enjoy that. But there's still that desire, well, my desire to perform and to to get it right, um, you know, to to build, to grow. And, you know, sometimes it's not about, you know, it may not always feel like forward progress. Uh, and and maybe to accept that it's not always forward progress is is still a, a form of progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, let's think a minute about the uh, people who might be considering wealth streams now. And I, I invite you to think about maybe reservations that you had going into the program. What what would you say to the people that are wondering whether wealth streams might be right for them or not? Well, maybe the question that, that I asked is like, who am I? Who am I to join someone on their spiritual journey? Um, and I think through various people, the encouragement I received was, you don't have, you know, it's not about you having all the answers, Michael. Uh, I think there's a sense of being with another as they go through it and learning to be with, learning to listen. And I think that was releasing all these maybe preconceived notions of what what that is um, to become my authentic self and to journey, to be willing to journey with someone the same way I've journeyed with others. Um, And I think, you know, I think the other thing is, I think it was one of the quotes, one of the many mystics we studied, I think it was Rumi who said, you know, whatever you seek is seeking you. And and I think that that's really true about this. And if you're if if you're seeking, you know, this this could be part of what is seeking you. And to say yes, um, you know, could could be the mo- one of the more important decisions you ever make in your life. Um, for you, right? Which is even the greater gift, right? You get to make this decision for you. So, Jace, what about uh, your saying yes could be a bit, uh, helpful for other people? When I first thought about it, I thought, am I enough? And I, I would say, yes, yes, you are enough. Take the risk take the risk for you because it is a chance to become more authentic with yourself, authentic in 
relationships with people that you care the most about. And also a way to walk in the world that you are maybe a little more confident about yourself and more confident to talk to other people about your own spirituality, your own journey, owning your own journey. That has probably become one of the best parts of this program for me, owning my own journey and um, whatever shame I might've carried with that, I, through actually being with these people who were complete strangers and now such good um, confidants, um, I've been able to own my own story and feel uplifted about that. And I've been able to be a part of uplifting them and their story. And that kind of sharing it's really hard to get in the real world out, outside of that. So yeah. I would say, give yourself a gift. I love that you say, give yourself a gift, Jace. And uh, both of you talk about being more authentic, uh, more at home in yourself. And that I think that's a really important hallmark of what, we long to offer to people who come into the program, which is to help you discover not only that you're enough, but you're already beloved. You are already um, well prepared for this life that you have, but we don't, we don't have means to find that very easily. And so what we put in place um, to help foster that through the first year. And then for people who want to go further um, into the practicum, it continues, is not becoming someone different, not transforming into a new thing, but becoming more of who you really are, who you were created to be. And there is great freedom to be found in living your life from that perspective of, okay, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay. You're more than okay. Yeah. You're way more than okay. But if you could get to where you can say you're okay, you got a good start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too many of us walk around going, oh gosh, no, I'm not enough. I'm not anything, you know, and you're everything. Yeah. So Amanda, we've just hit on just a few things about the Wellstreams experience. Where could people learn more about the program uh, and whether or not they would be uh, a, a good person, a good candidate for the program? Well, the first place to start always is on our website where we have a description of the program. Uh, we have our application is available now. Um, we we take applications at different points and they're open right now for our group that will start in August, late August of 24 this year. Um, that's, that's the first place to start. 
Also, I am happy to have one-on-one conversations with people who are considering and they just want to know more. In addition to that, I have a number of folks who have gone through the program or are currently enrolled in the program who are happy to sit and talk about what their experience has been, um, to answer questions um, and to, you know, give encouragement or maybe redirect if somebody's thinking it's something other than it is. Um, So those are the best ways to find out. And there are a couple of um, information sessions that are scheduled for later in February. So you can register for those. They're online um, Zoom sessions where we talk a little more in detail about what to expect. And um, you can register for those. One last thing I want to say about this, um, um, both Michael and Jace touched on this, but I, I want to underline it a little bit. This is, you will learn tremendous amounts, but it is not academic in the sense of the experts are going to stand up in front of you and tell you what you need to know. We'll present, we present a lot of information. We encourage various resources, books, podcasts, things like that. And we we really want you to engage with it from a standpoint of what is this saying to me and to my understanding of my beliefs and the way I, I want to live my life and, and to begin reflecting on it that way rather than just, I have to take this in and then I'll give it back to them at the test, right? So we don't do testing. We don't have grades. We have um, feedback and evaluations towards uh, the later parts of the program, but it's not like going to college and it's very much uh, like a graduate level seminar. So however that is for you, you can um, take that in. Michael or Jace, what closing thoughts or what has been left unexpressed that you'd like to share before we wrap up our time together? I would encourage, um, I really do feel like it has been a gift for me. And I'm just not sure right now what I would do without uh, being in spiritual direction in the Wellstreams program. Um, I'd be a little bit lost, I think. And um, I would just encourage people to do it for themselves because um it's it's really a life-giving way to provide a steady walk in your spiritual journey and the only thing i regret is that i didn't know about it to do it sooner thank you michael i think that's a great encouragement right there so we'll leave it at that well said jace wonderful Well, thank the three of you for being here with me today. And thanks to our listeners for joining us today for Awakening Lives. This is one more way that the Spirituality Network connects people with resources for spiritual growth and depth, regardless of faith tradition, through education and training, spiritual direction for individuals and groups, and community programs and events. 
Ecumenical and Interfaith, the Spirituality Network honors diversity and does not proselytize. If you wish to know more about our programming, please visit spiritualitynetwork.org, where you'll find events such as the Attachment Styles Workshop on March 23rd that will explore the impact on relationships. If you found this podcast meaningful, please like and share with family and friends, and join us again next month as we explore more ways to awaken our lives and transform the world.